Welcome to another Rhythms Magazine podcast. This conversation with Mary Coglin and Brian Wise is made possible by the Port Ferry Folk Festival, held from the 10th to the 13th of March. For more details about the festival, you can visit portferryfolkfestival.com. Now, on to the podcast. Hi, I'm Brian Wise, the editor of Rhythms Magazine. And in this podcast, my guest is Irish singer Mary Coglin, who began her recording career in 1985 with the acclaimed album Tired and Emotional. Since then, Mary's released another 15 studio and live albums and has become one of Ireland's most celebrated vocalists. Mary's life, turbulent at times, has been chronicled in the stage play Woman Undone and also in her latest studio album Life Stories, which she'll no doubt showcase in her forthcoming appearance at the Port Ferry Folk Festival and other dates. But she's also working on a fascinating new project that she'll talk about in this podcast. So let's join Mary Coughlin. 2022 has been probably the busiest year I have had for years and years. 2020, I had an album ready to go called Life Stories and tours everywhere. And it was cancelled, but everybody said it'll happen in September. Don't worry, this is just a winter thing. (laughs) So everything was rescheduled to September, October. And then, of course, we were locked down again in November. And then, and then we had beautiful weather. It was the strangest thing. We had the most incredible summer and winter ever. And it was just warm, dry days uh, for two years. I started to walk a lot around where I live. And I broadcast a song every day from the top of the mountain from behind where I live. And then we started doing gigs in my garden. So I would have brought the, the full band over, the four guys. Uh, we set up with the PA in my garden and lights and everything. And um, we started to do just gigs. And um, people started watching from all over the world. So we did 10 of them during um, lockdown. And then we, we did some for local uh, services like the Women's Refuge and for addiction services because everything everything was going crazy. People were in, in need, dire straits for for uh, funds for for because people were I suppose drinking a lot more and there was a lot more going on mm. so we did a couple of, and then the war came and uh, you know we started doing some gigs for uh, to to raise money for Ukraine so it was you know it was okay and then when we opened up it just went insane <laughs> it just went like you know completely insane and now I'm coming back to Australia and I'm going to New Zealand for a couple so, um, and uh, and I guess the album did very well. Uh, got great reviews. Well, tell us about the album Life Stories because I guess that will be one of the ones you'll be highlighting when you get back here. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, um, Matt McMahon and Brett Hurst and James Nash. Um, are, we're going. I'm going to arrive at the end of February. We're going to go to rehearsal. It's an album I recorded over a period of two years. I co-wrote uh, most of the songs with Pete Lannister, whom I've worked with before on a big album I did for Warner Brothers in 1990. Um, Eric Visser, who's been my partner in crime for you know 36 years, has really advanced Parkinson's now, and he can't work anymore. Although we we chatted we chatted yesterday about the possibility of him writing some stuff um, with the aid of computer, you know, or another project. Anyway, so this album came about. 
I wanted to do a very big sounding album, you know, with loads of brass and everything. I wanted to do it because I was going to be 64 and I wanted to kind of do a, a sort of a pop, poppy album, you know. And I knew Pete was the man for that. So um, I would go to his house um, and um, we, we recorded every week. And we would write and put down some basic tracks. And I spent a year and a half just going over and back. And it was all ready to go then in February 2020. <laughs> And uh, there you go. It must have been really frustrating. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was strange. I, I, I kind of accepted it quite quickly. I don't know how. <laughs> I just said, okay, well, that's not going to happen now. So then what will I do? Will I release it anyway? And so I, I released it as planned for my birthday on the 5th of May when I was 64. That's two years ago now. And I started to sell CDs from my house. Um, and we set up a little business here. I would spend probably three or four hours a day painting pictures. And I drew pictures and painted pictures for every single person who ordered a CD. Um, a lot of them were the same, which is slightly different flourishes. But I painted uh, individual cards if people asked me for birthday greetings. I painted, um, they were just really small, the same size as the cover of the CD. And I inserted them and sent them off. And then they start, the whole thing on Twitter started People started posting the uh, pictures that I had painted for them. <laughs> so then people were buying the album just to get the picture. <laughs> so I actually sold thousands of uh, CDs from the kitchen table. And uh, the local post office was uh, overrun <laughs> with, with uh, John down there queuing up for, for stamps every day. So it was quite extraordinary, really, and uh, kept me very happy for a while. Why do all the bad guys taste so good? What is it about me makes me want a man I shouldn't? Maybe it's the smell of danger makes me crave a wicked angel who will run me through. It's an interesting album. It's got a variety of musical moods on it, hasn't it? It has. Mind to slide between the sheets. I suppose the sad songs are the ones that I'm responsible for. Starlight till you know me. Please don't look at me now. I'm falling apart. Family Life, uh, Paul Buchanan wrote that song um, years ago. And the night my mother was buried 15 years ago, I drove back from, from her funeral because I'd been in Galway for, for, for about six weeks. And my daughter was in the back of the car and that song came on the radio and I just had to pull over the car and take a minute, you know. So she bought me the album for Christmas. Mammy was buried on the 1st of November and uh, Claire bought me the album. And it just kind of... It's such an amazing song. I don't know if you've, you've heard it, obviously. Well, you're talking about the family Billy Lyle, life. Uh, family life. Yeah, family and, life. From Peace yeah. at Last. So I, re I heard that song that night and I knew I would record it at some stage, but I, I just couldn't do it, you know. I couldn't even sing it live, you know, because it's so, it's so perfect mm. the way it encapsulated a lot of people's, my life for sure. Gather me in snowfall and the cars going by 
The north and the south Flowers on the table And the coffee gets cold Like the milk in my mouth Sailing on a honeymoon Just separate chairs In separate rooms Jesus, please Make us happy sometimes No more shouts No more fights Family life And then I wrote a song which is kind of a song for my children my grandchildren called Safe and Sound that they would be safe and sound you know, like I wasn't and then we wrote a couple of really upbeat songs uh, Jeez, I can't even remember what they're called anymore. It's been so long. But oh, you have them all there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. High heel boots. High heel boots. Yeah. And yes, no. we had a lot of fun. And um, Pete Glenister is amazing because we would do like we're doing now, like a little interview for mm-hmm. about an hour every morning. Yeah. And he said, okay, what, what will we do today? To have discussions about things I wanted to. And then we would just write down sentences. And then he would say, now you go and pick some mint in the garden and I'll put some manners on this and see what happens. And that's the way we wrote. So it was really nice. It was very really easy, you know. Mm. It was very easy. This morning, out of the blue, I did something that I never do. I reach past those sensible shoes for my high heel boots. Everybody says, everybody knows. Clothes don't make the woman, woman makes the clothes. Everybody knows, but everybody's wrong. Everything is better when I pull on those high heel boots. One of the reviews said the album sounded like the soundtrack for a biopic. There's a lot of PR talking about your personal life and your battles, but, you know, it's been a long time. Now, do you kind of, I don't know, do you get tired talking about that sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? I do. (laughs) It's not like we can't get along. It's time to make time for a tumble. You're listening to a conversation with Irish artist Mary Coughlin with Brian Wise from Rhythms Magazine. This podcast is made possible by the Port Ferry Folk Festival, which is being held from the 10th until the 13th of March this year. And for more details, visit portferryfolkfestival.com. Now, back to the interview. Make time for a tumble isn't what we've been missing. I love. I love. I love. In Ireland, I don't even hardly do press anymore because that's all they either want to talk about. It was my past or my ex-husband's um, 
relationship with Sinead O'Connor. It just comes up all the time. And I just I just say no. And even if I don't do the interviews, they write about them anyway. <laughs> People are insatiable. For it. It's just so stupid. There's such a lot of other stuff going on, you know, in, in my life and the world. Um, I'm doing a really interesting project now. Um, I've been working on it for, for, for almost two years. I presented it at the Galway International Arts Festival as um, a, a work in progress. It's... It's going to be incredible. That's all I have to say. I, I'm I'm 66. It's going to be like what do you call it? Your opus? Is that what you call it? Your it's going to be your magnum opus. Yeah, I did woman undone. You know that's yeah. done out of the way. I never really want to talk about it after that. You know what I mean? I, I wrote the play, wrote the music, we performed it everywhere, and and put it to bed. You know, did a lot of you know, and and then I want I moved on. So I found this album in New Zealand. A man gave it to me after a concert one night. Dougie McLean is his name. And he said, I'm probably the only person who has this album in New Zealand because there were only a thousand made. And it was an album that Lieber and Stoller wrote for Peggy Lee. Um, Do you know it? I don't know it, but they are fantastic songwriters. So... I'm definitely going to search yeah, it out as soon as I get up here. They wrote this very dark album about the rise of fascism in New York, in America in 1939. And um, they wrote about the annihilation of old people. They were writing with Truman Capote. Truman Capote. I never know whether it's Capote or Capote. Yeah, yeah, and Tennessee Williams. They were hoping to do a show of little vignettes of songs, stories. There was... One story about a friend of theirs who was murdered. He was called Roman Navarro. He was a very famous movie star mm. in silent movies. But he made it to the talkies. He's Argentinian. He's beautiful. Um, he was murdered uh, in his 60s. It was it was a hate crime. Um, he was outed by his murder. Um, nobody really cared before that. Whether he, Nobody talked about it. But two, two guys were convicted of his murder. And it was a horrible, horrible murder. And they wrote stuff on the walls of his house uh, with his blood. Um, they were really good friends of his, and they were really good friends of Astor Piazzolla, the tango player, the tango uh, plays the bandolero from Argentina, composer. So they wrote these suite of 11 songs that were very, very dark, as I said, from sending people to trains in Nazi camps um, for annihilation, old people, uh, the rise of fascism, they wrote a very, very dark song about the pretend face of how everything is beautiful in America and apple pie and honeysuckle and pork swings. But really, really, there's this dark underbelly. And there was another song about Robert Glover, the author, wrote a book about the relationship of a 14-year-old black girl. It wasn't a relationship. It was, it was an abusive relationship. A 14-year-old black girl with a, a white man. And it was banned. Um, the book was banned. Peggy Lee's thing was deleted after a thousand copies were sold. Never heard of again. Um, it only became available again um, after Peggy died. And Peter Stoller, whom I'm in weekly contact with, yeah. he's the son of Mike Stoller. He remastered the album, the 11 songs, and um, wrote 43 pages of notes and sent them to me. <laughs> so I'm doing the album. I'm doing animation and video for all of the songs. And we're going to do it at this huge, big installation uh, for, for big festivals next year. So, so there you are. That's what I've been busy doing. We're talking about the same people who wrote Hound Dog, the Big Mama Thornton. Yes, and um, are. Fools Fall in Love. Everything. They wrote down what I mean. They that did. is incredible. And they wrote this really, really. And I'm grateful that I got that album. I've had it for 15 years. Yeah. And 
the songs are really, really, really weird. The arrangements are beautiful, but they're a very dark song about the, the rise of fascism. It's called Professor Hauptmann's Dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, we proudly present the headlining act of the day. An act that is played for the crowned heads of Europe. Appearing for the first time in the USA. Professor Hauptmann's performing dogs. Professor Hauptmann's miraculous dogs. Jugglers and acrobats dressed up like clowns. Dogs in tuxedos and swank evening gowns. Some dressed like sailors in navy blue jeans Standing up and acting just like real human beings Professor Hoffman's performing dogs Professor Hoffman's incredible dogs It's going to be amazing. We've, we've done a lot of it. I've done, I've done six of the songs and six art pieces to go with them, installation pieces, um, using artists that live near me one of whom I just got to know through lockdown. And uh, it's just all coming together in this really wonderful way. It sounds like the sort of thing that could be at a, perhaps an art festival, maybe not appropriate for a folk festival. Uh, no, I've re-recorded the album with, with the jazz, kind of, you know, the way Peggy would have done it. Mm. And um, I'm in, and talking with Peter Stoller. He's very interested in the whole idea of moving it into the 21st century with Valier and creating a sort of a very dark, because it is very, very dark yeah. subject matter, a dark sort of a soundscape, which will, which will go with video. And we will perform it with a guy, I suppose, with computers while he's also putting all the video. It's not just video on the back. I'm going to have it completely on the walls and everything. It's, you know, it's going to be fun. I, I hope it happens. Slip me an full of bad news I'm feeling too good today I got the feeling too good today blues So when I'm not in Australia and New Zealand I'm going to, I'm going to uh, the Netherlands and Belgium when I come back from Australia and then I have a tour of the UK in July Then I'll spend uh, all of uh, September, October, November, putting it all together. It's all done, it just has to be put together. And then we'll start selling it for 2024, would you believe? So, there you go. Wow. Busy, busy. Look at that sunshine all over town. Won't let that sunshine get me down. The other thing that happened uh, in the last couple of years is you got a Lifetime Achievement Award, didn't you? Oh, I did, from my, my from my local town in Galway. It was yeah. really nice. It was 
it was just like a, kind of a surreal thing. Um, the mayor was, was leaving after so many years and he wanted to give it to me, you know. And I had to get a permission from the Gardaí, the guards, the police to, to travel to Galway. And I brought my grandson and my partner, John, and we thought we were going to have this big day out, you know. <laughs> And of course, uh, it was planned, but it never happened. I went to Galway and um, we had to do it outside the city, the civic buildings out on the street. They handed me the, the thing and then we went for um, we went for a burger <laughs> because there were no restaurants open. There was nothing. It was just like, wow, this is so weird. <laughs> and then we had they had a big party organized like a ball. Because yeah. It's always a traditionally ball to go with it. And we were locked down again. So that never happened. So it was kind of a. A bit of a non-event, <laughs> but um, I have the little scroll, so that's nice. The other thing you're doing next year is you're doing a concert after you here to honour Noel Bridgman, I believe. Can you tell us about that, who Noel Bridgman is? Noel was a drummer. He played with me for a number of years, uh, Mary Black, but he played with Tin Lizzy and uh, Skid Row, and uh, he, he was just like a really, really, really nice uh, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, he unfortunately died during COVID. So uh, he played with the Water Boys for years then oh. as their drummer. They're, so it's going to be a, a mad night because everybody I've mentioned, who's, whoever is left, Mike Scott is coming back for it. Um, I'll be doing it. Mary Black will be doing it. Everybody who ever played with is going to be doing it. And his family have asked that um, the money would go to the hospice, you know, where he ended his days. Um, so he was just a really good guy. There's a really funny story. I mean, he was, I mean, loads of funny stories, but he was a good, one of the good guys, yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for talking to me, Mary. Really looking forward to seeing you here back in Australia. And, okay, thanks, uh, Brian. Thanks, Mary. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hello, Mary. Well done for getting yourself here. Treatment, our little secret nobody knows. Twelve steps forward and ten steps back. Twelve steps forward and ten steps back. So I drink because I drink because I drink because I think about the hangover he gave me because he lied. Mary Coglin was our special guest in this edition of the Rhythms Podcast. I'm Brian Wise, the editor of Rhythms Magazine. And the music we heard during the podcast came mainly from Mary's latest album, Life Stories. We ended with the song 12 Steps Forward and 10 Steps Back. And also from that album, High Heel Boots, Why Do All the Bad Guys Taste So Good? And the song Family Life, written by Paul Buchanan, originally recorded by the Blue Nile and interpreted there beautifully by Mary, as well as that, a couple of selections from the Peggy Lee album, Mirrors, which was released in 1975, and amazingly enough, was an album of Peggy Lee recording Lieber and Stoller songs. Yes, that's the songwriting duo that gave us songs such as Hound Dog. Incredible to think that Peggy Lee recorded a whole album of their songs. And as you heard Mary talking there, there was a quite a theme behind the album. And we heard the songs, I've Got Them Feeling Too Good Today Blues and Professor Houtman's Performing Dogs. 
And I noticed that in a recent interview that Bob Dylan did with the Wall Street Journal, he said that he'd been listening to Peggy Lee albums. I wonder if he listened to that particular one. It has been re-released in recent years as Peggy Lee sings Lieber and Stoller. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Rhythms Podcast. I'll be back again next week for another. Steps forward, don't look back. Twelve steps forward, don't look back. Twelve steps forward, don't look back. This podcast was made possible by the Port Ferry Folk Festival, being held from the 10th until the 13th of March this year. For more details about the festival, visit portferryfolkfestival.com. For more conversations with your favourite artists, Subscribe to Rhythms on your favourite podcast app and you can unlock hours of incredible listening. You can find the latest articles and images to go with these podcasts by visiting rhythms.com.au.